Okay, here we go again. Um, this podcast is recorded in front of live beasts. You'll hear them in the background. They're kind of kicked out of the room, actually. Also, um, we swear a lot. We, we don't tend to go explicit, but parental guidance is suggested. This is probably a PG-13 podcast, but uh, iTunes only gives you two options, clean and explicit. So I have to flag it explicit for uh, language purposes. That being said, welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 7. Episode 7 already, that's pretty good. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, we'll have an interview with my friend Libby, a uh, friend and co-worker, later on in this episode. And we'll start with sort of my uh, uh, checking in on how I'm doing with keeping track of my own stuff. Um, so one of the things that's happening right now, uh, I've been in a transition period at work. Uh, one of the discoveries is that I can be either a technician or a project manager, but not both simultaneously. Uh, I end up being a really crappy technician and a really crappy PM when I'm trying to be both, because I can't dedicate the time needed to them individually to be effective at my job. So we're going to... We, Stepping back, I think I might have said that, uh, and I will be going back to pure technical until I can get some classroom training. It's been suggested I go get real PM training at a real PM school. Uh, so I'm, I'm working out scheduling around our other events because we're going to be at Worldcon yes. in about two weeks in Finland. Oh God, it's only two weeks. Uh, well, we leave in two weeks, but we don't actually... Well, Worldcon's like, we still have... No, no, we leave in two and a half weeks. Okay, we'll go two and a half weeks. That, the half week is important. The half week is important. Yes. So that puts it at three weeks until the actual Worldcon. So yes. if you're in Worldcon, at Worldcon, if you're in Helsinki at Worldcon, and you happen to come across me, uh, I will have my Productivity Alchemy business cards with the handy Met Kevin in-person badge code on it. Um, if you and wanna... if you're wandering the streets of Reykjavik and happen to see angry bald man... Uh, he, he, he might not have the cards with him that are. I'm going to keep the cards with me all the time. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's the way to go. Yeah, we're going to stop off in uh, in Reykjavik before we go to Helsinki. So it'll be pretty awesome. Uh, I'm really looking forward to having a real vacation. And I'm trying to figure out what kind of content will still be here for the, like, cover that week. Because um, I definitely, and then we've got uh, Bubonicon in New Mexico, Albuquerque, yes. New Mexico, uh, at the end of August. Then I'll be working security at Mag Labs um, over Labor Day weekend. You get to have Labor Day weekend all to yourself. I will get some work done. Maybe I'll finish this damn book. Maybe you will. Um, so anyway, we're transitioning all of my PM stuff to my um, team lead, who's an awesome guy. He has mentored me through a lot of this stuff. I know he's going to do a fantastic job with this. Um, I'm a little disappointed. Like I said, I want to say first or second episode. I talked about that. I'm a little disappointed that I feel like I'm taking this step backwards, but from it, I can be effective at my day job, get the education I need to transition to the position I really, really want. Um, so it's, um, it's sometimes it's important to know what you don't know. It is. It is very important to know what you don't know. And one of the things is, uh, when I was doing status reports on the one project, and you'll need to project a little. This microphone isn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, you need to actually face the microphone and, and project at it. Um, I am projecting now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll. And by the way, we're experimenting with the new microphone. We're still learning. Um, so uh, I had some reports. Things were sounded different last week, and that's because we have a really we have a blue um, 
what does it say on the box? Oh my god, this thing is ridiculous. Uh, it says it says blue. Blue. Okay. Uh, that's not helpful. Um, it's a shiny red ah. microphone that looks kind of except it. The thing is, it's red, yeah, but it, it says blue on it, which is causing some cognitive dissonance. Right. Well, so we've got I've got a, a blue. Um, there's like a bluebird or something. Blue Spark SL. I can see the box. This isn't the bluebird. This is the Spark SL Pro. Um, and then we've got that going into you know. So it's we've had some really nice equipment upgrades, but we're still getting used to it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but this thing, this microphone is a thing of beauty. Um, so as we adjust to that, excuse the the sound challenges or adaptions or whatever. Um, anyway, we're transitioning all my stuff to my boss, um, who is a fantastic guy. He's taught me a lot. We're really on the same page in a lot of ways when we're doing our, our one-on-ones. And we think it's an important thing to always have uh, at least um, a bi-weekly, like every two weeks, one-on-one -on -one with the people you are uh, either supervising or mentoring. This makes sure that you're still on the same page, that you're communicating um, really, really well. He and I are really on the same wavelength. Um, and so we're, we've been doing weekly since he started almost a year ago. I turned down a mentoring gig just this week. Just this week? Yes. yes. Uh, someone uh, had asked for me as a thesis advisor for their comic, and I looked at it, and I was like... I'm flattered they would ask, but I'm going to do a shit job at it. Yeah, and that's important to know. Um, and and it's mm -hmm. it, I feel bad because they're like, you know, the problem is that uh, I am talented enough to have made at least one really good comic. I will say that Digger was good. I am not good at explaining to people how to do a thing or judging their performance or giving them any suggestions whatsoever because those are also skills. Uh, and they're learnable skills, but you don't necessarily want to learn on the job in this particular uh, yeah, situation. Not yeah, not on yeah. some poor innocent soul who's right. hoping for good advice from me. There, yeah. are, there are really good mentors out there. They're great. I am not ever probably going to be one of them, and I, I feel a little bad that I that people want help and I can't do it. But I also realize I'm gonna fuck you up if I try that. And that's that's so, you know that's a, that's a valid assessment. One of the things I want to do as I go through formal classes, not just uh, on the PM side, but I need to spend some time honing or improving my own coaching and mentoring skills. Um, I can do a pretty good job of it. If I, but again, if it's dedicated time, I can set aside. Um, and my day job does not currently give me the time at my day job to be able to do that effectively. It's annoying. It's uh, kind of a problem, but it is what it is. And so we're, we're working through all that. Um, but I do plan on picking up some of the, uh, some of the more formal training on coaching. I've, I've had training on coaching and mentoring. Um, I've had... Tell them what kind of training, because I don't even know how you get a training thing on coaching. So, um, in, in my case, uh, I got, um, through the, the program in the Boy Scouts of America, of all things, they have an adult leadership program called Wood Badge. And originally, originally, uh, it was set up to take urban, the, the Scoutmasters who were urban people, because... It was based in, you know, London. It was based in a big city. And many of them, many of even the Scoutmasters had never been camping. Um, and to teach them the woodcraft skills, and this is like, you know, the 19, early 1900s, 
but to teach them the woodcraft skills they needed in order to not die in the woods with a bunch of cub scouts or boy scouts yeah, yeah. um this was even before cub scouts um the idea being then that um you could they could learn the skills they need to then be able to pass it on to the boys and so on and the, over time that grew they added lead, more leadership components than the the initial things uh when the boy scouts of america was founded and adopted the program it, it kept pretty similar uh and then somewhere in the 1990s they realized that the program was no longer sufficient for the needs of either the leaders or the kids in the program so they did a big revamp a major revamp um and uh, uh relaunched as wood badge for the 21st century and rather than focusing on outdoor skills which you would have learned at all the prerequisites before you even qualify to be able to take wood badge um so you learn all the outdoor skills and this becomes a weekend two weekends uh something like six days in total no it was more it was closer i want to say 10 days total because it was it was they were long weekends and it is this just intense experience where you learn everything effective communication um effective coaching and effective mentoring uh effective uh skill um transference how to teach people uh the whole mission vision value thing um see th th this is this is not like standard learned things so you're you're like the whole mission vision value thing, right, right, like, right, right. what the fuck is mission vision value so so yeah but i mean these are all the things that a modern leader like they give you all of the tools in this intense experience where with team building and and all of these leadership skills and tools now when you say team building is mm -hmm. it like fall down and the rest of us catch you because you know that drives me nuts no absolutely not actually um you're divided into patrols into groups and then uh you move around uh like the when you first get there you you are assigned kind of to your group and these are the people you're going to be spending basically the rest of this thing with this is your patrol and you move around doing different activities and each activity that you do is illustrating a different point in how people learn and how people interact so instead of trust falls you race you do the um the rain gutter regatta races with the boats and the straws you do like a a, a knot tying exercise it's fun it's all games and but what you're doing is you're learning about each other you're learning to trust each other you're learning strengths and weaknesses not in that whole like impactful here's a day where we're going to do trust falls and we're going to climb and we're going to do this and you're going to learn in the next three hours to trust or the next eight hours to trust each other or someone's going to get hurt kind of thing <laughs> um yeah we, we don't want trust each other or someone's going to get hurt because this always just ends with me getting hurt <laughs> i and I've been on those too. I mean, that's that's the standard corporate models. We will take a day out and we will go to the ropes course and do we'll do the trust falls and we'll uh, climb a rock wall. And I didn't trust any of those idiots, and I have no upper body strength. Uh, yeah, well, I was in the last one I did was part of the sales department. They all were like ex jocks, so they had all the upper body strength, but they they really salespeople are very competitive. And so this was actually a good way to break down some of those competitive barriers so they could actually work together. Not gonna lie, it was actually a really good experience. Um, but 
instead but the way the boy scouts do it is you you build it by doing things together you're in the same you you become the patrol these are the people you're basically spending this entire course with right um several of whom i still kind of talk to today on facebook um because that it's an experience that we share that no one else can necessarily share with us um and then you go through days uh, there's classroom exercises there's um uh, exercises where you're learning to teach by being taught um you remember okay here's here's a story the night i was actually getting awarded my wood badge beads mm-hmm. remember how i couldn't find my woggle and i was losing my mind i remember a lot of other things about that night yes so we, we, that that was our second day wasn't it no Okay. No, 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 no. This was this was uh, just after you'd moved in. Oh, all right. It was right. the ceremony up at the at the scout hut. Oh, okay, yeah. Right, yeah, and I was... I was like, that was the night I was getting my award, and and I completed the course. I, they were giving me my my wood badge beads, which are, I mean, that's that's a huge thing, and I couldn't find my the neckerchief slide that I had made, which is called a woggle. Which is called a woggle, but the whole thing about it was, we made that as a group the first day. Right, that one, and I still have mine upstairs. I found it, um, but one that was one of the skills. I mean, that one did little. Did you have to make a new woggle, or did you find it before the thing? I made a new woggle on the spot. I had, I just, I think I grabbed a shoelace and tied that knot because, as part of, I mean, I kind of memorized that knot after that learning experience. Um, but uh, so I, I tied one on the spot. But the the red one that I I had that I was going nuts looking for. We learned how to teach people by tying that knot and teaching each other how to tie that knot. So instead, it's not just a you sit in a class and you go through this stuff and then you do checklists. It's actually an immersive you learn by doing thing. Um, and it's it's if you're involved as a leader in the Boy Scouts um, at any level, uh, please, I, I cannot emphasize enough. Boy Scouts of America have their own issues. I understand that. They are a fantastic problem in, in program for, uh, for boys. I still support the program, even if I don't necessarily support all of the decisions National makes. Although they did recently come out and say that a trans boy is a boy and is allowed in the, in the troops. So... And the Girl Scouts did it first. The Girl Scouts did it first. The Girl but, Scouts are, in many ways, much more progressive. Right. They are because the Boy Scouts of America has a very large uh, Mormon contingency. Yes. And so that kind of colors things. But that is a whole other discussion yes. for a whole different podcast. The upshot is, if you're an adult and you're able to take Wood Badge for the 21st century, um, it is a skill set that you will have for a lifetime. Because it will teach you like all of the basics that we go through a lot of it um until we like we get to these planner pages in a little bit um is based i learned all of the basics in the first time stuff at wood badge and they've really tailored it it was essentially um through the boy scouts i got something uh looking back in the equivalent of about ten thousand dollars twenty thousand dollars worth of corporate training in 10 days um, and have some amazing memories and some lifetime friends. Um, 
And, and you say you're still occasionally unpacking some of it. So. I'm still, yeah, no, I, I go back and I review my hand-scribbled notes. There's this notebook upstairs in the closet. It's falling apart. Um, don't ever throw out that ring-bound notebook. I don't know which one you're talking about. Right. Um, I don't throw out your notebook. <laughs> I try um, to throw out my sketchbooks, and you're like, no, save it! Those are worth money. No, they're not. Um, the, the notebook I have from Wood Badge is just that reminder when I need to go back to the basics or I need to refresh myself. Um, and even then, I'll go through the notes. Here we are. It's been almost 10 years since I got my beads, and I'm still processing parts of it. Um, absolutely amazing experience. If you're an adult in the Boy Scout program, uh, an adult leader, I cannot recommend this course highly enough. If you can get in, do it. Do it. It, it, it is the most amazing thing ever. If you'd um, just like to write in to commiserate about the problems with the Boy Scouts of America, Kevin is often willing to do that. Too. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand the flaws in the program, and I understand the goals of the program, and where national deviates from local level in a lot of ways. Yes. Um, so that, but that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to get you off on wood no. badge there. No, 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 no. Mentors, I think but... it's important to understand that that is that's one of the big trainings I had, and that that it was very impactful onto what I'm doing now, right? Not necessarily on the technical level, but as I'm using these these leadership skills, as I'm honing coaching and mentoring skills, um, I took what was a natural aptitude, right? A, a, a sort of a natural, I'm always the guy who ends up running things even though I don't necessarily want to. Uh, I'm always the guy who's like, oh, it's broken, somebody has to fix it. and well, there's only me around, so I guess I better fix it, right? It took a lot of that that nature and uh, actually applied the nurture and honed those skills um, or honed those tendencies into actual skills, not just instincts. Uh, we In the Dorsire regulars, we call this the responsibility gene. Yes. Um, That's the security, con-security organization right. that Kevin works for. And, um, but as, as part of the responsibility gene, I apparently also have the... Uh, competent leader gene <laughs> whether I like to admit it or not which is why you know I'm uh, on the board at the door size and I'm you know I was the cub master and then the committee chair for the cub scout local cub scout pack and I, I think that's not the competent leader gene that's the uh, you get voluntold easily sometimes yes sometimes <laughs> no um, like there was no reason for me to have been the chair of the Triangle Linux users group in my second term on the on the steering committee, right? There was no reason within I want to say a year and a half of being at the at the church startup I was involved in to be on the leadership council. Yes, there was because everyone else was fleeing that church like rats off a ship. By the time you got there, yes, okay. that was that was that was four years <laughs> after I started going. Okay. Um, by the time you saw, I have strong yeah, feelings. I, I have very strong feelings about it too. But again, <laughs> not the time. Not the time. Um, what it is the time for the for though. Um, now that we've kind of seen what's mm -hmm. going on uh, with me, Monday I will be handing off the last of my PM responsibilities at work to my boss, and actually that'll be a load off my mind because it's a lot less stuff for me to do until I'm ready to do it again. Um, so, how did you do this last week? Uh. Because you, we'd worked on goals last week. I did nothing approaching my goals. No, wait, that's not true. I actually worked on cryptic stitching. You did. A lot. You yes. spent a lot of time on cryptic stitching. I, I did, and then I got uh, uh, 
I am engaging in 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 uh, constructive procrastination. Ah, yes. Uh, I'm familiar with it. Yes. Uh, the ha next hamster princess book is due August fifteenth, but like ten days of that, I'm going to be in Finland, so I really need to get it done by August fifth. And, uh, and man, I've gotten a lot done on that other book with that the Paladin other, yeah. right now. Uh, yes, mm -hmm. I, I have, in fact, uh, the the price of getting about, oh, wait, is today, uh, is today Wednesday? Today is, today is Wednesday, yes. All right, yes, I got 500. For those keeping Kemp track at home, we're actually stuff. recording this on July 19th, uh, targeting the release on July 20th. Yes. Um. <laughs> the the price of getting uh, uh, maybe oh, close to 2,500 words written on Hamster Princess in the last uh, three days is that um, I have gotten like... A crap ton. I've of, gotten yeah. like 4,000 words written on... Which means I've written like 6,000 words in three days, which yes, is very yes. good. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's... And I've been keeping track of my word count in the, the sidebar mm -hmm. thing, which is very useful, because I can look back and go, wow, I got a lot done. Like, I'd totally forgotten that I got 700 words done yesterday in Hamster Princess. Yep. Um, and it is... it is. I'm having one problem, though. Okay. And I, I kind of want, like... The thing where, because my days I do different things, mm -hmm. like here I have Monday gets like one, two, three, four, like five slots, and Tuesday got like three, and Wednesday so far has four. Separating out the days is hard. Like the Monday and the Tuesday and the Wednesday, like, mm -hmm. like I'm just writing Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, and then it just looks like another word in my handwriting, so it doesn't organize the planner terribly well. And that's, that's... I want either colored ink or a sticker. We can we can work with both of those. Colored ink is a great way, um, but that actually segues into what I want you to try this next week. Oh, Jesus. Uh, okay, so yeah, I know you're. I, okay, you <laughs> promised. Right. I promised. You promised. That was that was that was a grim. You're gonna grumble about this one. A little oh bit. God, I'm not gonna lie. Is it gonna be a cult? It's not really a cult. It's just a helpful thing, and we might want to reprint this so it fits in your in your planner. If we reprinted any smaller, I'm not going to be able to read any of these. Words. Oh, there. This is this is the okay. So what I've what I've handed her is I've handed her a copy of of David says uh, mini emergent task planner. Um, it's designed actually to plan your day as it happens. Um, I can get. I I have bought all the different sizes and all the different colors. We can make it. Okay. We can we can figure out how to make it fit. Um, but the idea behind the Emergent Task Planner is that um, you sit down in the morning and you pick the three things. And I can, there's one that's, there's uh, one I've got that's five and one that I've got that's seven. So can, uh, I think three is good. Three, I, yeah. I, yeah. Um, so this has, this has a spot for the three major things you want to get done today. It says three major tasks for today. Yep. Realistic expectations equal consistent daily productivity. You're right. I already hate everything. Right. Um, and then there, there are other, there's, um, there's three more spots for you to. What are these weird little bubbles? So that's where it gets interesting. Um, bubbles uh, are kind of flexible. Uh, they can be used to mark time spent on a task. If you're using something like Pomodoro, which we're not, um, they can mark, um, you can, you can, they're very adaptable, right? This is, there's no hard rule on using the bubbles. Okay. Cause, cause what it has here for those at home is there are 
uh, 12, no, 16 bubbles mm-hmm. next to the three major tasks for today, and they're arranged in gr- four groups of four. Right. And they just look like the little bubbles you fill in on the SAT. Right. And I think the the accepted, the, 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 the suggested thing to use for those bubbles is um, f- four sets of four is 16, and on a standard eight-hour workday, there are 16 30-minute blocks. So if you spend 30 minutes on a thing, fill in a bubble. You don't have to do that. That is completely optional. Okay. Okay. Um, when we get to the Pomodoro technique, we'll talk more about that. And that's the one that's going to drive you insane. I, I had a strong urge to hiss and recoil and hold up a cross <laughs> like a vampire. All right, so having having gotten me onto a planner, which I am using. Mm-hmm, you are. And and carrying with me and writing mm-hmm. stuff in. Uh, now, I admit, the, the, the only difficulty we're going to have the, that you may find with this is it's one per day. Right? Okay. So, and I've, I've printed it so that you've got four, which will cover uh, four. Now, in solidarity, um, in solidarity, I'm going to do the same thing this week. Okay. For the next week. Because... Um, here, give me two. I have a, yeah, I, I have a much more structured schedule. And if you'll notice here on the, the left-hand side, it actually has um, markouts for your daily schedule. So if you're like me and you have a meeting every day at 9.30 a.m. Where did I put my planner? Oh, it's over here. Um, I have a meeting every day at, uh, it's not at 9.30, it's 9.45. So I would put down um, in the 9 o'clock block. Man, I should have printed these darker. Um, So the printing on my copy is a little light. Oh, no, we can fill in the hours. Um, but so the big squares are 60 minute block and the little squares are 15 minute blocks. Right. Um, and then you would fill in um, your start, the hour, and then you put down like every day at 945, I have a 15 minute meeting. And I will write that down in the little block for that day. Right. Okay. And that way, and then I can use this because of the check marks, I can check off the meetings themselves. But because it doesn't have a thing, I can actually start this at noon when I actually start moving. Absolutely example. can, yeah. Or or I can start it at 10.45 when I check my email while laying in bed. <laughs> there you go, Because yes. that's work. Checking uh, my email mm-hmm. is work. It's, right. I'm triaging future work. Yes, and f- but for me, this gives me the opportunity to sit down and say, okay, I'm going to block out. Here's the six hours I'm going to be on call on Wednesday. I'm blocking that out. Here's the six hours I'm going to be uh, back up on call on Thursday. Man, Wednesdays and Thursdays are murder. Um, I can block those out, and then I can just do a quick glance at the day to see over here what where I am in the in the thing. Um, and then underneath the tracking more than three major tasks, clear your mind and go for it. Yep. So I don't need your permission planner. That's well. This this is the three the three and three, right? It has three at the top, three at the bottom. There are is and then a, there's a grid, and it says what else is going on today? Life just happens. Keep notes. Use numbers to label grid as needed. So basically, it's there for you to. It's a. It's basically a, a, what would be in a grid, in a grid planner, um, in or a, a notebook with grid pages, which is a grid of dots for you to very free form with it. All right, I will leave these pages in, even though they they are, don't quite fit. Yeah, but yeah. that's fine because I'll. I anticipate screaming and throwing this out the window shortly that's and if i don't and if then, you don't yeah then then you mm-hmm. win and uh then right. but uh, uh one of the things that uh, david say has done 
is he's produced a whole line of these. So um, this is the three by three mini version of the Emergent Task Planner. There's actually a, a full size eight and a half by 11, which our guest Libby, um, who we'll have the interview with in just a couple minutes, um, that's what she uses. Um, and then we've got, he's got uh, one that has five entries. He has one that allows for up to seven. Um, and then he's got a whole bunch of other planning resources that we're probably gonna go through as, as time permits or more importantly, as they become applicable to what we're doing. Um, so let's, we'll give this one a try. Um, and uh, we'll see how we do. Because both of us are trying this one. Yes. Yes. Um, and uh, all right. So that's our that's our wombat test subject. Um, the wombat grumbles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, the wombat grumbles. Um, but so, for someone who is using it successfully, see that was a good segue. There you go. Um, or and, and has been for several years actually. And and she talks about this. Uh, my coworker Libby uh, graciously agreed to talk about her experiences using both this and bullet journaling and how she keeps herself organized. And so while we go clean up that mess, the crashing noise, the, the crashing background. noise. Yeah, enjoy the new segue music, and and um. We'll go clean that up and then. You have Segway music? I found some Segway music. Yeah, Ooh. I know. Um, but uh, we're going to go clean that up and I want you to hear this interview with Libby and uh, we'll be back in a little bit. Uh, this week, our interview is with uh, my friend Libby. Um, Libby, can you introduce yourself and what you do for our audience? Um, so I'm Libby Christensen. I work for a company, um, a tech company out of Seattle, and I am a program manager, which means I basically spend a lot of time with logistics and herding cats, it feels yeah. like. Yeah, so. yeah. And, and full disclosure, we work at the same company. Yes, we do. So it, this was like a, a slam dunk interview <laughs> schedule. Um, <laughs> so how do you keep yourself organized? Um, you know, when I first started at this company, I ended up, I can't remember who it was. There was one of my UX designers came up to me and said that he had a, this organized form, this piece of paper he printed out every day, and it was mm -hmm. the Emergent Task Planner. Okay, yeah, David Say, I think, does it. Yes, yeah. I believe so. Yes, David Say. Mm -hmm. um, and so he's like, I use that every day, and I looked at him, and I'm like, oh, well, it looked interesting. So what it is, is it's basically a template, and right. it allows you to fill out hours of time, so mm -hmm. eight to eight to nine for me, for the full day, Right. and then it breaks down the three major tasks I want to do for a day the tracking three more items, something to just like clear your mind if you get a chance mm -hmm. to go to it, and then three more things that you want to reserve energy for tomorrow. Um, and then okay. it has, like, you can be overly organized with this and like block it out by like 15 minute chunks. I don't do that. Right, right. <laughs> I, I mean, I can see somebody who uses, um, there's a technique called the Pomodoro technique where you time slice and you, you have like 25 minutes of time 
and then you take a break at 25 minutes, so you're devoting 25 minutes to a task, and it sounds like it will work really well with that. Yeah. Because you're tracking those time slices to see how long things actually take. Yeah. Um, for me, it's, you know, it's the simple aspect of just writing out what I'm doing for the day for my schedule for my meetings. And uh, I'll write it out, and then I know that that's there, and I can start blocking things ahead of time if I need to, um, to make sure I get those things done as well and prep for the meeting. And then do you archive them when you're done, or do you just, well, this one's done out of ghost? Um, so what I have been doing for a while is I keep them at a weekly basis. Okay. And then when I go meet with my manager, I know what I did this last week. Oh, because very good. I've got my to-do list that I basically have gotten done. Mm -hmm. So I cross those things off. So I use I keep them for about a week. Okay. Um, depending on how stressed I am, I also, <laughs> which happens sometimes. Oh, I know. <laughs> I actually will use different colored pens and organize things. So if I am juggling two different projects, mm -hmm. each project gets a different colored pen. And so when I start blocking out, then I can make sure I'm spreading my time evenly. Okay. Um, so that's one of the other areas I tweak there. That's a, that's a neat planner. trick, yeah. Oh, so it looks pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's no, it's fine, it's fine. Really um, I mean, um, you haven't met my wife, but when she she's our test subject. On this, and so she's like, I want, I don't want pretty pages, but I want pages that I like to look at. So she's been designing her own. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but uh, there's nothing wrong with wanting it to look appealing to you on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, and nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. No. It's a, it's funny. I actually, and then on top of it, I have a portfolio, padded portfolio with a notebook paper and plots, which actually contain more emergent task planner sheets, just in case and other notes, but I carry this to every single one of my meetings. Yep. And I've actually shown up to meetings and not had that with me, and people are like, wait, are you okay? Are, are you well? Is everything yeah. all right? <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I just left it at my desk. I'll go get it, thank you, yeah, I yeah. feel better. Um, but yeah, no, I've used Emergent Task Planner probably now for six years. Yeah. And if I'm not, I can totally tell when I don't have it organized. Like when, <laughs> I, when I don't do it, my day gets filled with all that stuff I need to do right now, the tactical stuff, right. and I don't get time to plan for and bigger items. And that's a big thing in tech, is it's really easy to get bogged down in the tactical versus yeah. the strategic. Oh, absolutely. <coughs> Excuse me. Yep, absolutely. Um, so if I don't do that, mm -hmm. it's, I find that I don't actually get anything done for the future. I'm so stuck at just doing all those things. Now, granted, there are nine things in the to-do list off on the right-hand side. Right. Most days I don't get through it, and that's okay. I start even crossing off even just corners of a box just to show that I did like. <laughs> I got some progress, it, a little progress. Yeah. And then what? The next day, what I'll do is I'll fill up the next one and then copy over anything I didn't complete from the day before. Yeah. And if I find that there's something that I don't get done for a week straight, it probably didn't need to be on my list in the first place. Um, and that okay. might be one of those things I go back to my manager and be like, "Is this actually really a priority?" And that's, that's an important discussion that a lot of people don't have, yeah. right? Um, like, I know on our side of the house in operations, uh, that's a discussion we're having more and more. Hey, this thing's been sitting here a really long time. Do we really need to do that? You know? Yeah. Um, but a lot of people don't like to think about, is this something I really need to do? It's just, here's a task on the list. Yeah. Um, so uh, your strategy for... For identifying those is look, has it been here a week? Have I been able to work on it? Yeah. That it may not be important. Exactly. And yeah. 
I mean, if it is important, then that means where did I spend majority of my time that week? Interesting question, yeah. And then you look back and you're like, well, did that really have to get done that time? If you're spending most of your time doing the tactical stuff and you need to do something that is really strategic, like forward thinking what you're going to do for your next project, um, I end up blocking meetings on my calendar. Right. And moving myself to another desk, working from home, something to get away from my desk so people can't find me. So, yeah. I hide. That's okay. One of the advantages (laughs) for me working remote is... People have to find me on IM, um, which oh, means I days I, I yeah, <laughs> you know you do, um, but on days when I don't have meetings, I can really heads down oh, yeah. um, because I'm not. It, it's if I'm not on call and I'm not in a meeting, then I can just put on my headphones with the music and you know the alerts will go off and I'll get them and I can peek and say. Maybe I don't want to. I never do that with you. Yeah, no. You know, no. <laughs> but you know, maybe I don't need to respond to that right now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what what other habits or, or systems are important to you in keeping yourself organized? You know, and we talked about this a little bit before, but mm-hmm. I tried to do bullet journals. You know, it's a big. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I like all of the pretty journals, the pretty right. pages. I got super into it and started doing the Facebook page and looking at all the different cool layouts and stuff. And then I realized once I did a layout for a weekly layout, I mm-hmm. never used it. You fell kind of into the trap. I did, but <laughs> my creative side of my brain loves it, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think what I ended up realizing is the ones that I actually did fill out were the very, very simple, basic bullet journals. Like, there is a box, a square, mm-hmm. a something, you know, and you put your task list in there and you just cross through it. Yeah, the, the, I love the bare minimalist bullet journals because they are very effective. They're very easy to focus with. I haven't used them yet. Uh, I pretty much about half a dozen to uh, like two dozen listeners are like, I can't wait for you to try bullet journaling. Um, because we've ranted a couple times about the, are you using the bullet journal to do things or are you using a bullet journal as an artistic expression? Um, yeah, I think I'm using it more for the artistic side. And to be honest, I mean, I stupid things like you see all the cool lettering. Oh, yeah, that. yeah. So I realized I totally forgot how to write cursive. I haven't <laughs> written in cursive in ages, but it looks so cool. So yeah. I'm starting to get back into that kind of thing, but that's the creative side. I'm not using this. The bullet journal doesn't come with me everywhere I go. Right. What comes with me everywhere I go is my cell phone. Yeah, I think that's true for just about everybody now. Um, but I use an app on my phone um, called Clear. Um, oh, yeah, the calendar app? No, it looks, oh, no, 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 no. it looks like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, the, the... Uh, it's a list of tasks done by color. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's super easy to add, remove, and re-add stuff back in. But it's a simple aspect of cross swiping across it to say that you're done with it. Okay. And then, mm-hmm. so, the organized self that I am, there's a handful of chores that you have to do in your house every week, right? Well, I'm aware, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I end up doing that. So, I have my weekly chore list, and I'll cross those things off, and it's something good about, like, leaving a Sunday night, having that entire thing crossed off, and knowing that I can start that Monday with a clean slate. We use, I I use, we we use, use a different one, right? Yeah, we use Habitica, which is the Habit RPG, but I've put all my chores into, like, the dailies and scheduled them out on, like, what day do I need to change the sheets, what day do I need to do the laundry, because that's sort of my half of the housework. Yeah. (laughs) 
uh, and so I, I'm doing a little, I get experience and then I can, you know, there's the whole role playing aspect and, uh, and groups and quests and things that, that appeal to the, the geek and the, the um, shared, um, what's the right term? Not responsibility, but accountability that you can get out of that. Yeah. In that, if I don't get my stuff done, it hurts everybody else in my group. Oh, okay. On a daily yeah. basis, yeah. I think this is more. This is literally a task list. It's not mm -hmm. as um, focused or as. I mean, you can do whatever you want. I have yeah. a grocery list in there, and so when I go grocery shopping, I organize it by that, and I, so I pop the things in the list when I purchase them. I have uh, when I pack for vacations, I have <laughs> a random list of things of do not forget. Yeah. You know, and cross through those when I pack them. Like it, I'm just an, I'm kind of that organized person. I like that list to be crossed off and done. And you do the fun vacations kind of like we do. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you're, you're not just, I'm going to visit family and that's my vacation for the year. I yeah, think. coming to Raleigh was not my vacation for this year. Right, right. <laughs> oh. uh, going to Bali, yes. Oh, well, that's going to be fun. Oh, I just did that one in November. Oh, okay. yeah. we'll, we'll talk after because yeah. Ursula's, <laughs> Ursula's going to be so jealous when she hears you went to Bali. Oh, my so gosh, she's she, amazing. She yeah. wants to go so bad, yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think the biggest help or advice you've received has been? Um... It's whatever works for you. You don't have to, I know people that have tried the bullet journal and they were so like, what does this symbol mean versus this one versus this one? And it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Like what makes sense to you? Right. Um, just because it's how someone else did it doesn't mean it works for you. Um, for me, this process of the emerging task planner for the week completely works for me. It doesn't work for other people. I, I've, I've looked at it and I'm like, I should really try it. And then my head doesn't quite wrap around it. Yeah, so. I mean, you can make it as detailed or simplistic as you want. Right. Um, I had a, a men I mentored a, a girl at, at UW for a while. Okay. And she was getting bogged down with a whole bunch of stuff going on in her life and okay. all the stuff to study for. And I'm like, you should really try just writing it all out. There's something therapeutic for writing it out and yep. being able to cross it off. And sure enough, I came back at our next meeting, and she had a notebook. She did, you know, it mm -hmm. was not your moleskin or whatever special notebook. Right, right. It was whatever thing she found at home, and she was keeping her list, and it totally helped her, and it, it was calming of some sort. Yeah. What do you we, – we actually had someone write in for last week's show um, to ask what to do when – uh, they were getting, they're getting list anxiety. Like they've written it all down. They've got it all down. They're staring at it. And then their anxiety kicks in. They're like, Oh my God, I have to get all of this stuff done. There's no way I can ever do it. Uh, you know, what ends up happening is I've been that, I've been that way in projects, right? When you mm -hmm. get a project and you write everything down, you're like, Oh my God, how is this going to start? Right. Like, where do I even start with this? Um, you know, I've reverted to old versions of just doing post-its for a while, and I'll oh, yeah. order things on post-its, <laughs> and then once I get it, then I'll write it down. I mean, yeah. I've done that before, but there is a thing about getting too bogged down, like yeah. too much, too many things in the list. That's why I kind of like this nine things. If you have nine things today that you could do, right? If you limit it to that and break it up, that was actually part of the advice we we gave him was just take the take the top ten. Put them on today's list. Do what you can. Ten more tomorrow. Ten more tomorrow, or, or every Once week, or whatever. Yeah. 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 I mean, you can cross through it. Mm -hmm. And if you find that a task is going to take you all day, break it into 
even a smaller task. Yep. Like, it's one of those things, like, that's why the Smudge and Task Planner, it allows you to break it into, like, 15-minute chunks. Like, versus? Versus, I need to do my job today as a giant one, right? right and then right. the 18 things underneath it for something else. Except for this big spot I have blocked off every <laughs> Wednesday for my on-call, which is a six-hour block of, of well, on-call. But, yeah. You keep you busy during that time. Oh, you do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. How do you reward yourself? This is something we talked about. How do you reward yourself when you when you really accomplish something, or sometimes it's just you reward yourself for getting the things you, you did today? Um, um, oh, good question. For me, um, it's that I'll take a long walk. I'll do something active. So for uh, whether it's a long walk or activity outside, I get sunshine. Like I go out okay. so I can find summer outside. But I also, I have to kind of do that because if I don't, it's just, you look at the next day and you're like, oh God, here's all these things I have to do today. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'll do something fun for me, whatever it is. If it's creative, I'm writing in my journal, or if it's, I'm making a piece of jewelry or something like that. Oh, you do jewelry too. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep myself busy. Like I said, yeah, I, like, yeah. I like to keep myself busy. But one of the things I found with even planning out like for my day Mm -hmm. I have to block time for exercise. Yeah. And so if you literally, if you look at my work calendar, it has blocks out there for, this is the time my CrossFit class is that I go to. Here's the amount of time I know it's going to take me to drive from that CrossFit gym back to the office. <laughs> and so nobody blocks over those things because yep. those are important to me. Those are just as important as my stand-up that I mm -hmm. have for work. Yeah. So... But yeah. Sometimes I forget you do CrossFit because I don't see a constant deluge of CrossFit photos in your Facebook. I try not and... to do that. I try not to do that. Um, but I, I will not lie. One of the things I do track is my lifts. Oh, yeah. So I'm know, sure. I know sure. where my maxes are and I know where my mm -hmm. next goal is. But yeah. Um, if it's not written down, it's not getting done. If it's not written down, it doesn't exist. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So here's the other tough question. What do you do when you fail or you miss? This is one we added after the first couple interviews because it, it's an interesting look at how people recover, as it were. For, from the productivity standpoint? So mm -hmm. um, tomorrow's a new day. Okay. So all right, well, I didn't get everything done or half the things done I wanted in my list. That's okay. I'll just start over tomorrow. Yep. Um, I actually have a... Well, I said I don't do bullet journal. I do have an app on my phone called Five Journal. It's a five-minute journal. Oh, okay. So it's sort of like a, an actual journal journal where you just write down. No, it's no? it's more like a gratitude and oh, self-reflection okay. journal. Um, so mm -hmm. it's the three things I'm grateful for, three things I'm going to do today to make things great, some daily affirmation, and then at the evening you write down what great three great things happened, and then how could I have made today better. Right. Okay. And I like that aspect because you look back and you're like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't rock today, but I did. But yeah, yeah. I can do better tomorrow. And if you don't look back at those things, you never change. No. Now you did. You qualified that one. Which one? With, with, organ for for personal productivity. Is there another handling of anything else you would consider a, a, a failure? Uh, believe me, I am. I am oh. open about my 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 <laughs> SSRI 
prescription and you know my yeah. prior burnout things like that so yeah. you know i'm familiar with the shame spiral and i'm very open about it oh, um, for, like i was thinking that was totally just in context for the personal productivity part i mean if, if, I, if you want to keep it there that's fine yeah. too. no i i own it if i fail <laughs> i own it it's one of the worst things you can do is try to hide it oh yeah and then it doesn't work for anyone so yeah. if i fail at something i'm usually the one laughing at myself Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's important to laugh at yourself. If you can't laugh at yourself, you're not gonna find anything funny, really. Like from my CrossFit standpoint, if I fail at a lift, you'll usually find me just staring at the bar, trying to figure out what did I do wrong. Yep. And then take a little bit of weight off, try it again. Yeah. And just keep going back at it, and mm -hmm. as long as my form's fine, I'm good, right? Like. Yeah. Know your limits, mm -hmm. but we are so hard on ourselves. Oh, things God. that we call say that we failed at. Like yeah. Well, one of the things that that Ursula qualified was uh, when she we started this, and I'm trying to get her organized. She's like, I didn't fail. This particular way of doing things failed me. And so that's another thing we've been yeah. taking a look at is okay, this system didn't work for me. It's not me. It's the system. And let's go to the next one. Yeah. It, yeah. It, people take things so personally. Mm -hmm. And they're so afraid to fail. Like, we're not supposed to fail now. Yeah, um, yeah. But if you don't fail, you don't actually grow? No, not really. Yeah. So, I mean, like, trust me, I can say I can. I consider myself, I failed at doing the traditional bullet journal. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, wait. Because I found something to work for me. Right. Absolutely. So, maybe that one didn't work for you. Maybe that structure failed you, but yeah. you were able to adapt and, and improve. Yeah. Sure. So, I mean, that's kind of where, it's the way you look at life. Yeah. It's okay to fail. Cool. Um, anything else you want to tell our listeners or, or talk about? Oh, Awesomeness? Geez. Yeah, no. Now you're just doing me completely, I don't know. <laughs> Let's see here. Do you want to talk CrossFit? No, just kidding. No, just don't <laughs> yeah. uh, No. Uh, what do you do? So you said you were trying to get Ursula organized. I am. I am. How does that work to convince? Did you convince her to get organized, or did she convince herself? Because that could be hard on. It's 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 a little both. It's it's okay. very interesting because when I said, um, I want to do this podcast, and she's like, well, um, and this is actually covered I think on either the first or second episode where she's talking about how she used to keep everything on digital sticky notes on her desktop. Okay. And then. I kind of yelled at her about it. Uh, her accountant yelled at her for keeping her task information on like an unencrypted digital sticky note on her screen at all the time. Oh, bless um, her. Yep. Yeah, and um, those non-tech people. Oh, bless their hearts. Yeah, and so and then we migrated her to another system, yeah. which she went from PC to Mac, and so the sticky note program didn't come over with it, so she had to retranscribe it. And it's been back and forth yeah. for a couple of years. And every time I'm sitting there looking at my my work calendar on, on Outlook or, or uh, Google Calendar, I have to go upstairs, take down her paper calendar, and start writing down the dates I know of that she hasn't put on there yet. And I'm like, yes, it's time to do the calendar sync. So I'm in her chair, like looking at my phone and, and writing it down. So eventually, um, She's like, fine, I need to be better about this, and volunteered. Okay. She wasn't voluntold, she volunteered. Okay. Um, and it's been an interesting, interesting journey um, because uh, we have to kind of 
step apart from the the standard. I mean, there's still going to be that the the interplay because we're um, just because we're married doesn't mean we're not friends. If that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the things I love about our relationship is you know uh, that we we work we. We work well together as people, not just as as a couple. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but we're able to you know, step back and say, okay, so this week I want you to write down goals. And I didn't give her too much on, on goals. This was uh, for last week's episode, and she did a phenomenal job with it. Once once she got into the the idea of here's the habits I need to have every day to do um, to keep track of just what I do every day, and here's like. She designed her own planner page with a slot for, for uh, her word count every day because she's got to make her word count or she's going to get her books out on time. Yeah. And, you know, the other little things she takes care of. Uh, and then it, uh, and then the goals started to really clarify. She was looking much closer at what she was doing on a day-to-day -day basis. And so it, it's been kind of a, a, an interesting process as she's learning and she's growing and I'm coaching more and more. Um, and then, you know, after we're done recording or whatever, she can yell at me or be rant or, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, I did have to buy a pack of, of uh, gold star stickers so that oh. I could put gold stars on her days to, to say, you know. Did you gold star today? Are you did, I'm like halfway done with my list. I have those. I, I, I keep them with me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there they are. Oh, I think she used up all the gold she ones on the sheet. Uh, but I have green, silver, blue, and red. I'll take silver. You'll take silver? I'll take okay. Silver. Where do you want silver? Yeah. See? It, on my notebook. There you go. Right. And this is this is kind of the, this is, even this is a little reward it to is. give yourself. It is. You know, it's a silly little thing, and it worked in kindergarten, and you're surprised how many people. Oh, I love stickers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's the simple things, like, yeah. uh, so other things that people use to keep organized, like, I, from a nutrition standpoint, I log my food. Yeah. Right? I should do that. Right? Um, it's easier once you get in there, and the yeah. more you do it. Um, so I log my food in my fitness pal. Well, yeah. I'm a part of a nutrition group, and a part of the nutrition group, it pulls in that information. Okay. And so then I have a daily macro goal mm -hmm. of carbs, fat, and protein to hit. Also, how many hours did I sleep? Oh, yeah. And step count. And the interesting is, thing is, is if I did not track those things, mm -hmm. my weight would actually go up because I was sleeping a little bit too, not enough, yep. just barely, just not enough, and my step count wasn't there. So yeah. I might be doing CrossFit, but my step count was low. Yeah, well, because you're not always doing the walking parts of, of CrossFit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but because of that, mm -hmm. it doesn't, I needed those things for my body to feel good, but right. I track those. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I can totally, that little sticker, and on the app, it goes green. Like, the app goes green when it's, okay. when you hit your goal. When you hit your goal, yeah. And then I have a coach that comes in, and she looks at my stuff, and she's like, all right, Libby, what were you doing here? Yep. You know? They, okay, you went over your calories that day. Yep. Yep. You had too much fat that day. I'm like, yeah. yes, but it was delicious. Yeah. Um, and totally worth it. Yeah. But I was home with my family in Minnesota, and they only eat fat to survive the winters. Well, that's true. That's <laughs> how we survived. Yeah. <laughs> but it's summer now. At yeah, least for exactly. about another month. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah. No, it's amazing. All the different things that even if it's personal productivity for work, for fun, even exercise. I've got the tractors for how much weight did I move. Yep. 
and so I can always constantly go forward versus those people I see at the gym that never make progress. Yeah. I, you know, like you're not supposed to be looking at them, but you kind of see them and you're yeah. like, you're doing the same thing that you did for the last three weeks and you haven't improved. Maybe, maybe the problem isn't the exercise at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, things like that. So I find that I'm a data organized person and so it just works for me. It doesn't work for everybody. No, and, and everybody has to find their own way, but it's really cool to hear how you're doing it, and yeah. I'm really hoping our listeners enjoy it too. All right, perfect. It was great talking to you guys. Great talking to you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tyler. So welcome back. I hope you really enjoyed that interview with Libby. I really like working with Libby. She's been very um, uh, supportive. We work really well together. She's on the other side of the country, and um, she's uh, uh, really easy to get along with, easy to work with. And since she's from Minnesota, she is so nice. <laughs> um, so nice it it will actually hurt. You know the the she can she can do the Minnesota nice and and cut with it. And I think. I love that. Being um, being from the South, you, you appreciate weaponized nice. I do. I do. Yes. There's no, I, I try very hard not to deploy the bless your heart, uh, but uh, when I do, you know I mean it. <laughs> For um, the record, if you ever wish to see a display of weaponized nice, possibly the greatest one I have ever seen, Mary Robinette Cole can deploy oh, uh, yeah. the... the uh, she said... I'll pray for you once on Twitter. And it was like, after, Mary, there is no call for that after, kind of language. Yeah, a, and that was after a bless your heart. So, yes, that was um, that was the, the escalation. Yeah. And and um, if you were raised or even naturalized in the South, basically at that point, you uh, you run into the house. You, you're you're boarding up the windows. Yes, it's it's not quite as bad as as your your your. Your Mima saying that you need to go down and cut yourself a switch from down by the creek, but that's a whole different thing. Um, You've never had a Mima in your life, dear. I haven't, but I understand the the <laughs> I, I understand the culture. I was raised here mostly, and can and it happened to friends of mine, and I think my sister once when she was visiting a friend's grandmother's house. Oh, so right. yeah, um, but uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, um, and and. Mary, of course, I hope someday to have Mary on the show. Oh. Um, I've known her for years because we uh, we intersected in a friends group in high school. She's uh, she was in a class two years ahead of me, so I've known her directly and indirectly on and off for a long time. Yes, um, it was sort of amusing. We're in London. I'm like, Kevin, meet Mary Robin and Cole. And he's like, Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway. No, actually, we were having a mini, like, I had another friend who I went to high school with, and we were having sort of a, a mini, like, we were having coffee together, those of us who had graduated from this high school, all three of us that were at this this One World Con. Say what the, the high school is, because, uh, like, ten of our listeners are like, wait, that's where I went. Yeah, W.G. Enloe High School in Raleigh in the, uh, the mid-80s. Um, so, not anytime recent, but, you know, go Eagles. Uh, to this day, I'm always proud to see... Uh, you know, other grads and uh, alumni. So anyway, that is our show this week. Um, our badge code this week is Wood Badge, W-O-O-D-B-A-D-G-E, all in caps. Also, if you're wondering how to spell David Says, it's S-E-A-H. And or if you just, I'm gonna put the links in the um, in the show notes. Uh, I know you don't look at the posts, and for those of you who are only seeing this like on uh, on iTunes. Um, if you go to the website, you click, you go to the episode, uh, there's a more um, link on it and on the, from the main page of the episode. And when you do that, you go to the episode specific page and there's links for uh, several of the things we've discussed. So I'm including those show notes for people who are like, oh, I don't know, where am I going to find that? Or I should have written down that, that URL or he mumbled it. Um, I'm putting them on the page so you can go in and you can just click uh, and get to it uh, quickly. Woo! Woo! Um, so yeah, I'll make sure that uh, the links to David Say's Emergent Task Planner are on there. I will, um, you know, uh, link to some other uh, odds and ends, bibs and bobs that I tend to link to. I've been talking to the English guys. I'm talking to the British guys again, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but... Uh, um, but yeah, that's that's it for this week. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, to all the people who are commenting on Twitter and Mastodon and you guys are so making Kevin's day when you do that. You really, you really are. Thank you for the for the love for the questions. Um, we will have another letter show um, probably in another episode or two. Um, that may be the one that happens over Worldcon, depending on scheduling. Um, but um, you know, it's it's I just feel great. Every time uh, uh, someone tells me that they're doing something new or they're trying something or... Even if it doesn't work, failure's great. You have learned a thing that does not work. Absolutely. Um, you have narrowed the possible set of things that work down. Right. Uh, but every And every success I celebrate. I yeah. love it. I love to see people try something new to be successful, find something that doesn't work for them so they go on to something new. Um, your feedback means a lot to me. Um, and I really do appreciate that all of you are listening and the people who are sharing with their friends. I really appreciate that. Um, so thank you for listening. Um, we'll be back next week. We'll see how we do with our, our emergent task planners. Um, and we'll see who our next amazing, hopefully amazing interview will be. Um, see you then. We, we, we really need some kind of like classy sign off we don't have one yet no we don't I, okay. I, I haven't really figured out how to how to do a classy one yet we're, we're gonna just sort of do that we've ended the show and now we're talking to each other like we've been doing with KUEC at this point <laughs>